Ephesians 2, 14-16, For he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one, and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace, and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. Welcome to the Bridgeway Christian Church Daily Advent Devotional for Thursday, December 9th. My name is Daniel Gluck, and my family and I have been members at Bridgeway since 2008, and I work as a professor at William Jessup University. In Ephesians 2, the Apostle Paul speaks about reconciliation between Jews and Gentiles, how Jesus' sacrifice reunites us. If I was asked to explain the gospel simply, I would say something like, God sent his only son Jesus to earth to reconcile us in two ways, to God and to each other. Our disunity is not unlike the Jews and Gentiles, is it? A number of factors have recently intensified divisions in our society. Politics, race, religious freedom. In a time when the church should be more unified than ever, recent events have sharply segregated us. In a recent Atlantic article, journalist Peter Weiner provocatively asserted that, quote, the aggressive, disruptive, and unforgiving mindset that characterizes so much of our politics has found a home in many American churches. Shouldn't our church be different? In my doctoral study of post-election violence in East Africa, you might be surprised to learn that divisive factors were strikingly similar to those that fracture our own society. Kenya's 2007 election resulted in ethnic and political violence that cost over a thousand lives. Over 300,000 were displaced. Political and ethnic groups started using code words to demonize outsiders. Leaders failed to use inclusive language so as not to alienate minority groups. Political affiliation slowly morphed to align with specific races. But some leaders in churches were different. Instead of supporting certain politicians or social agendas, they used care to start and end with the gospel. Instead of digressing into polarizing and divisive language, they fought to maintain the biblical language of love and unity. One powerful example was my friend, Pastor James. James founded a Pentecostal church in western Kenya where he was a minority. From his original church, James planted three more regional churches, raising up pastors from the majority ethnic group. Things were progressing nicely. But when tensions began to boil during the 2007 elections, James was not only asked to leave his own church, but ousted from his community. Activists from the majority ethnicity chased him from his farm and ransacked his property. And tragically, both his wife and son's lives were lost as a result of the violence. James emerged among those displaced, living in a refugee camp for almost a year. When I interviewed James a few years later, I asked him a pointed question. How could he forgive those who committed such evil against him? I'll never forget his response. What I decided is, he said, 
As one of the verses in the Bible says, you can forgive the enemy. So when I was looking, who is my enemy? I found that is the one who wanted to kill me. Better I love him so that I can change him and bring him to Jesus again. So I tried to tell them I forgive and I forget, although it was very painful. The farm was full of trees and many things, but they destroyed everything. I had a tilapia farm here full of fish. They destroyed everything. But I said, I forgive everything. I will not remember anymore, because if you want God to bless you again, you must forgive. Yes, so I forgave them. Peacemaking studies suggest that forgiveness is not the only step required for unity and peace. One compelling framework suggests that we need the combination of four specific themes, truth, mercy, justice, and common goals to achieve reconciliation. Because of his courage and radical forgiveness, Pastor James has now returned to the community who once rejected him, serving for the sake of Christ. As we reflect on Advent, consider how Pastor James' words ring similar to the words of Jesus when he went to the cross. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Jesus knew he was the truth and that the truth set us free. He knew that his Father was both merciful and just, and he knew that his forgiveness and sacrifice would bring peace. Perhaps you need to offer radical forgiveness to someone today to invite the peace that comes from unity. What step might you take to reflect our Prince of Peace? Father, thank you for sending Emmanuel to reconcile us to you and to each other. May we be instruments of unity and peace today. Thank you.